0: Good morning! Thank you for tuning in to the Fourth Quarter Lights Podcast. It is Friday, December 3rd. That is right, the day before championship weekend in college football. Huge games this weekend Georgia versus Alabama, Michigan versus Ohio State, Oklahoma State versus Baylor, Oregon versus Utah, Pitt versus Wake Forest just a, a slew of good games, but obviously I'm here to, uh, to talk about one thing, and, and one thing only. You know, I, I do dabble into some other subjects and some other teams sometimes, but the, the majority of my focus is on the Georgia football team. So coming into tomorrow, Georgia is the number one team in the country. They have been for eight consecutive weeks. Alabama is number three, and and they have struggled. Uh, Alabama has struggled like I have never seen an Alabama team struggle before. I don't. I, I can't recall off the top of my head how many struggle wins that Alabama has this season. Uh, right, I mean, right off the bat, I'm thinking of three, um, plus the loss to Texas A&M. I mean, they almost lost to LSU. They almost lost to Arkansas, and then this past weekend, they almost lost in the Iron Bowl to Auburn, an Auburn team without Bowlegs. So, I, I, I just. Alabama's 11 and 1. The reason that they are 11 and 1 is is honestly just because of the talent of their roster and the fact that Nick Saban is their coach. If Nick Saban's not their coach, they're probably a 9 and 3 team right now, honestly. Possibly even 8 and 4, but you know again, they have enough they have enough talent on the roster to win some games. Uh, just because they are, they're more talented than the other team. So, but but really weird year for for Alabama. Nonetheless, guess what? Uh, they're sitting at eleven and one. They're playing in the SEC championship game, and they're playing for a bid to the College Football Playoff. If Alabama wins, they're in. Now, luckily for Georgia, because they're undefeated and they've just bulldozed every opponent after the Clemson game. They're in no matter what. I mean, they could lose this game 35 to 10 and they're still in the playoff. Probably not even as the 4 seed. I mean, Georgia loses, they're at worst they're probably a 3. I mean, who else has a better loss? So, Georgia versus Alabama, it's really going to be a, a test of, of two strengths. You know, Alabama for, for really the last several years, you know, they've had these elite quarterbacks with, uh, with several elite wide receivers. They have a really good quarterback this year. Bryce Young, he's probably the Heisman favorite at this point. He's thrown for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and only four interceptions, I believe. He's not a big... Uh, he, he is mobile, but he doesn't run the ball very much. I, I don't know if it's an experience thing. I don't know if Saban is telling him not to run because they're scared of what's behind Bryce Young on the depth chart. That part, I, I'm really not sure. But uh, he has the ability to, you know, to get out of pressure. Um and he will, I mean if he sees a lane open, he'll he'll take it, but he's not the type of quarterback that's even like Stetson Bennett that is looking to tuck and run uh 6 7 times a game. That's just not Bryce Young. He wants he wants to sit there in the pocket and try to pick you apart. Well, Georgia this year, um I mean it is the defense is on another planet. Um but I mean the secondary I you know Georgia's giving up the second most passing yards a game. I mean it's like or second least. They're second in, in the nation in uh, in pass defense. Uh, hundred like one hundred and fifty one yards a game or something like that. I mean they've only given up. I, I don't four or five passing touchdowns all season. I mean it's just it's insane. Darian Kendrick has has just balled out. Ringo has just been phenomenal. The safeties, I mean, you haven't heard much from Lewis Seen this year. He hasn't had a monster year, but it's kind of a good thing. When you don't hear a defensive back's name, it's usually a good thing. It's because they're doing their job. They're not getting picked on. Quarterbacks aren't throwing their way because they know what happens when they do. Chris Smith, when he's healthy, phenomenal. But I mean, Dirty Dan Jackson, who's a walk-on, he's not even on scholarship, and he's he's been filling in for Chris uh, Chris Smith while he's hurt. Dan Jackson has been playing phenomenal, and that that boy he needs a scholarship like yesterday. I mean, as soon as they have one available, he should be the first one in line to get it because he has worked his tail off. But you know, defensive backs have played great. There's you you can't tell me that there's a better. Uh, more experienced, more talented linebacker core in the country. I just won't even listen to that argument. Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, just the top three right off the bat. And then we've got this freak freshman, JDJ, Dumas Johnson. The kid is a freaking stud. He will be a starting inside linebacker next year, and he is going to be a freaking stud. Sideline-to-sideline side speed, gets in the backfield. He'll he'll wait. He'll sit underneath. He'll pick you off. I'm really excited about him. And then, of course, the defensive line. I mean, that it speaks for itself. I mean, I, I don't know what you do against Jalen Carter and Trayvon Walker and Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. I don't know what you do. I mean, especially with Alabama's offensive line. Oh, my God. It, how how have we gotten to a point where Alabama's offensive line is this bad? I mean, outside of Evan Neal at left tackle, what does Alabama have? I mean, they, they are they are struggling. And I look for UGA to take advantage of that. Georgia, I don't know what defense they're going to dial up. I don't know that they're going to change anything. I know that they're probably going to watch some Auburn film because uh, until eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, Auburn held Alabama scoreless. I mean, until eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, Bryce Young had like 100 yards passing. He was like 8 for 20. I mean, they couldn't do anything at all. So you can, I guarantee you, they're going to watch that film and, and take away some things from there. Auburn had like six or seven sacks. Their defensive line doesn't even come close to what we have. In Alabama's without, it sounds like they're going to be without Brian Robinson. Really, their their only consistent weapon at running back. I mean that they are. And another thing, you know, you always think of Alabama as they're they're always great in the trenches. They always have a great Offensive line, they always have you know a solid front seven, and they're loaded at running back. Uh, that's not the case this year. It's just not. They don't have. They do not have a very good offensive line. They really, I, you know, they're they're an above average defensive line, but it's really their linebackers, their edge rushers uh, that are the difference makers on that team on on defense. But at running back, I mean. Trey Sanders just not really getting it done Brian Robinson I mean he's been he's been good he's been solid uh, but it sounds like he he's not gonna play and you're already going up against you know the team that's second or third in the country in, in rush defense in terms of rush yards per game and yards per carry and touchdowns and scoring defense and I mean everything. Alabama's going to have to throw 50, 60 times in this game to have any sort of chance. They're not going to be able to run on UGA. Not with Trey Sanders, not with that offensive line. As far as the UGA offense, you know, it's it's strange. Because you look at total offense and, you know, passing offense, rushing offense, and Georgia's, Georgia's not really anywhere near the top in any of those categories, but where they are near the top in, in offense is scoring offense ranks number six in the country at 41 points per game. So they don't, you know, they don't have the flashy quarterback that has 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. They do, but he's sitting on the bench, but I'm not going to get into that, uh, They don't have the the quarterback that's got 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. We've got Stetson Bennett that's got 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. We don't have a 1,500-yard rusher with 20 touchdowns. We have a 700-yard rusher with 11 or 12 touchdowns. We don't have a receiver that's got 1,300, 1,400 yards and 15 touchdowns. We have Brock Bowers that has 800 yards in 11 touchdowns. We have Ladd McConkey that's got 400 yards and a couple, you know. So Georgia doesn't have these astronomical stats or skill players on offense that are just putting up these gaudy numbers. But they are putting up the points per game. They're scoring 41 points per game while only giving up 6.9. So I think Georgia is going to be able to score on Alabama. And that's, you know, looking back at the history of of this game, recent history, that's never really been a problem. I mean, the, these games are always in the 20s, 30s. So I don't think Georgia's going to have any trouble. It's just, it, it really depends on, on Georgia's defense, which... I mean, to be honest, they haven't give us, given us any reason to concern or to worry at all this year. I was more nervous about the Tennessee offense than I am Alabama. And I don't know if that's just because of the hype, because of the tempo. They Their starters scored 10 points against our starters. The game was 41-17, but they scored a garbage time touchdown with their second or third string offense against our fourth or fifth string defense when we were already up by 30-some points. So we gave up 10 points to Tennessee, which is like top 12, top 15 in terms of total offense and scoring offense. and So I I just, it's its weird, you know, and, and we've never had this type of season at UGA, especially not in my lifetime. I'm 30 years old. have never seen anything like this from UGA. I've never seen a defense like this in college, period. I mean, you talk about the old school Alabama LSU defenses. I don't even think they were this good. Especially given the changes and... And the way that college football is played now in the modern era, and the spread, and, and trying to to contain these teams that are putting up four or five hundred yards passing. I mean, it's to to hold these teams to less than a touchdown is just insane. But UGA is doing it, so I think the spread right now is is I don't know that it's moved at all. I think it's still six and a half. I don't see the game being that close now I, and that's that's just how I feel now would it surprise me if UGA was to lose this game in heartbreaking fashion late something like 20 to 17 or 24 to 20 no it, it wouldn't surprise me because that's Nick Saban and it's Alabama and you know, that, that unfortunately, that's what we've kind of come to expect. So, no, that wouldn't surprise me. It, I would be upset. I would be a little... I'd be pissed off. But we're still in the playoff. Every All of our goals are still ahead of us in terms of national championship aspirations. It wouldn't surprise me if that was flipped and UGA gave Alabama a taste of their own medicine. And won the game in close fashion, 20-17, 24-20, 27-24. I just don't think that Alabama's going to score that many points. And I don't think UGA's going to have trouble scoring. So I've seen scores thrown out there, and and I, I don't think that it's going to be like a massive blowout, like 45-10 to 10 or anything like that. It could be. I mean, it's happened before. Clemson did it to Alabama a couple years ago in the national championship game. Not saying that it can't happen. I don't expect that to happen. But I could I could see UGA winning by 14, 17, 20. So if I was to put a – if I was to stamp my official score prediction on this game, I would say it's going to be a 34-20 to 20 game. And again, I would be surprised if Alabama got to 20. But at the same time, I would also be ecstatic knowing that Alabama's the best offense that we are going to play the remainder of the season, and we hold them to 20 points. So 34-20 to 20 is my score prediction. I think UGA is going to have some success running the ball. I think they're going to use James Cook a lot. They're going to use Kenny McIntosh a lot. Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, a ton. A lot of mismatches there. Stetson Bennett, he's not going to go off. He's not going to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. But he, he's going to get the job done. He's probably going to throw for 220, 240, two touchdowns, maybe a pick. He'll probably you know he'll probably break off a couple runs five six carries for 30 40 yards and it'll be enough and that'll be the best offense and possibly the best team that UGA has left to play so that is my official prediction for the Georgia Alabama game Georgia finally does get over the hump they beat Alabama 34 to 20. They are SEC champions. They go to the college football playoff as the unanimous number one for nine consecutive weeks and wait and see who they play as the four seed, whether that be Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, whoever. Good luck to everyone this weekend. Let's hope and pray for a Georgia win. Y'all stay safe, take care, thanks for watching, and go dogs.